They say every watch tells a story. Family, moments, lifetimes. With lot terrain, this is a watch that spans generations, not just from where it came from, but for where it will go. Knowing one of these, having one of these, is what? Being a professional, being casual, and being you is all about. From our family to yours, La Terrain. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's hump day, uh, the week before Thanksgiving. Nonetheless, another episode of the Area Attack Podcast. We're actually going to make a change non-sports related. We're just going to talk about life and life in general. But uh, the host of the Luxury Dropouts, uh, Stephanie Joplin, will be joining us tonight and or today. Depends on when you're listening to the podcast. But nonetheless, uh, Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So good to be on, Mike. I really appreciate you having me. I appreciate the time out of your busy schedule and know that uh, I know last week you had a wonderful hair uh, <laughs> appointment, but uh, nonetheless, you know, no, no, uh, no harm there. Cause I know that, uh, man, it really threw me off my, my schedule off my game that day. You know, I think all the women who listen to this will feel me when it's just, it takes forever. It really does. So you gotta cool. keep, keep it looking cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not for sure, you know, how COVID's affected your area. Of course, we'll talk to that, you know, throughout the show. But uh, I'm sure, you know, with the COVID even going on, still currently going on, that it's tough to get into these appointments, I'm sure. Um, you know what? It's, it's not so much tough, like, in that respect. It's that they – the only restriction is that you can't have more than one person, like, in that space. And so that is why – you know, like you can't book anyone on top of one another. So I think that is the only difference. And so if one client runs late, then the other person just inevitably gets pushed. Um, so that's what happened to me. So, but no big deal. We're here. We're here to tell the tale. <laughs> hey, we made it. That's all that matters. Um, yes. No, so uh, first things first, guys, uh, listen, wherever you get major podcast platform, but uh Stephanie, kind of tell us about yourself, the luxury dropout. Listen to the latest episode. Uh, Definitely, guys. uh, Excellent, uh, excellent podcast. I enjoy listening. And uh, thank you. And uh, just tell everybody, all the listeners about you and and your podcast. Sure. Um, So I started uh, playing around on social media probably around 2011, 2012. And I was really heavy into Twitter. And it's funny because like now I've come full circle back into Twitter, but that's originally how I got started in journalism was being on Twitter and talking about sports, specifically Houston sports, specifically, you know, like the Rockets, the Texans, the Astros. And then I got into talking about um, MMA and, you know, I caught 
the eye of a couple of people like Fox Sports Houston, which is now defunct, but they were like, Hey, come cover hockey for us. Like I wasn't paid, but it was just like a fun gig to go write for them. And then, um, and then that led to another gig with, uh, the no longer legacy fighting championships. It's now, um, legacy fighting Alliance. And they had me come and um, profile the fighters, do live tweeting from the events. And that's how I got into journalism specifically. And then it kind of got out of the Twitter space. I did, I tried YouTube blogging, which I, I didn't really like, but it was more like in the beauty, beauty mm. industry, beauty space. Um, I was doing like makeup tutorials and like now, like I'm wearing makeup for your podcast, but honestly, like I don't, I don't wear makeup anymore. I know it's really bad, but like, I just don't give a single shit. So, oh, can we cuss on here? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I definitely have to watch myself. Um, so I started, um, yeah, I just started doing the beauty blogger that didn't work. It just took too much time. I was trying to do it all by myself. So I let that go. And I've just been doing the Instagram thing, like doing digital content creation. Um, and now that I had lost my job, last summer, you know, during the, I got laid off, um, for COVID or whatever, I decided to form my own LLC, which I know that you're in the process of doing. And I do digital marketing strategy, all that for some small companies here locally. But my main thing that I wanted to do was create this podcast. And it took me a while to come up with the name because I, I still think I wasn't quite ready to admit to myself what it really needed to be about, which was the fact that I spent way too much time uh, being worried about what other people thought about me. And I was worried about like them perceiving me as, you know, not beautiful or not good enough or not rich enough or didn't have enough like Louis Vuitton stuff or Gucci or whatever designer thing was out. And so I had to change my thinking. And that's what led me to the luxury dropout because whereas now, you know, I still enjoy luxury things from time to time. That's, it's not to say, don't do that for yourself, but like, first of all, can you afford it? Like, <laughs> cause I was, I was just going broke trying to like keep up with the Joneses for no reason for what, like one Instagram picture, one Instagram slide. Like it doesn't, right. it doesn't make sense. Um, but you know, I was so busy with that, that I wasn't looking introspectively, like how I was in my head, in my heart and, and physically, like in my body, I wasn't well, like physically at all. So I just took the time to like recalibrate everything. And I came back out in this new 2.0 version of Stephanie, where it's like, yeah, she still has her Louis Vuitton bags from however many years ago, but she doesn't carry them anymore. Cause they're just right. sitting there in her closet while like now she's spending money on like experiences and therapy and working out and like improving my body, improving my mind, improving my soul, um, taking classes, like things like that. So that's where the luxury dropout came from. And what I want to do with it is really empower fellow women, fellow men as well. Um, because it, it is, it is something that is appropriate for men too, although it is pink and kind of, you know, girly looking. Um, but it's like, it's going to give you all the life tools that you need to be successful um, spiritually and mentally and physically. So you don't have to go out and Google and search for everything. It's going to be all in one place. That's really interesting. And, and, you know, you made a good topic or a good statement that I like is trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, mm -hmm. What was it? What was the breaking point to where, what was the final decision? Like, fuck it. I need to go 2.0 Stephanie or cutting the cost of X, Y, and Z or what have you. What was that one breaking point that you just decided enough's enough where I'm, I'm done practically trying to impress 
social media, if you will. So COVID had a lot to do with it um, because, you know, all of a sudden we went from like going out, caring, you know, for women, carrying a nice handbag, wearing nice shoes, wearing a nice dress, wearing designer perfume to like, nobody gives a fuck who, who or what you're wearing because you're at home. Right. So that was like the first thing I think that really got me. And then, um, I didn't come up with a name for the podcast until after I had my car accident, which was June 15th. And it was a very, very severe car accident. I talk about it a lot. And I think that was like a catalyst for me because it was like, I realized that my life could have ended then. And I just said to myself, like, what is important? You know, what is important to you? And I was like, all of these changes that I've been making over the past year have kind of led me to this space. And so I still enjoy the nice things, but like, I'm kind of a dropout. Like I'm kind of like, I'm leaving it in the past. And um, so I think that the combination of those two things made me just realize there's more to life than just like material shit. I have totally, absolutely. And, you know, I, what was it last week? I brought, you know, bought new LeBrons and people like, well, that's cool. Okay. Should I have gotten it? Probably not, but I mean, but that's, it's okay. It's It's okay to treat yourself. That's fine. Absolutely. That's that's not what I'm saying. I, I, I still treat myself too. Like yesterday I bought a $360 quartz crystal. It's like a, crystal tower it's like this big huge so like i and that it's like for my spirituality right like quote unquote does it look cool fuck yeah it looks really cool but like (laughs) you know should i have bought that maybe not like maybe i can't afford that but like i you know i mean i I can't afford it i should say that but like it's something that i maybe i could have spent more like you know i could have spent it somewhere else i guess like in a better way but whatever like it makes you happy that's different like it's for me it's not for anyone else that's the point like your lebrons are for you and like not for someone else does that make sense exactly and and all the listeners out there and i'm not trying to say you know lebron oh you shouldn't go lebron you should have gone whatever other shoe that there is it's the fact that like you know stephanie said it's okay to treat yourself now the question is you know down the road x y and z but you know you go back to that and i think it's a really crucial point that materialistic things a lot of times often more times than not that it will actually we what's the right word not so much it disappoints us if you will towards other you know for example you know i know this hoodie was towards <sighs> attitude is free great slogan in the back practically you know overcoming things listed down so 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 somebody that may not say well that's not i don't know you know big name brand well i haven't heard of these this company is great you know awesome hoodie but you know but at the same time you know we got jerseys from nike you know jordan yeah long story short materialistic things going back to that in covid um you mentioned you know it's more important things what did covid um print perspective for you like for example kind of help uh lead the question is like my dad in 20 april 2020 there we go covid seemed like it was forever um <laughs> i know but april 2020 april 8th for exact uh, exact date my dad had a major stroke and of course uh rush to the hospital of course due to covid restrictions i couldn't go see him my mom couldn't go see him you know family so on and so forth so it put in perspective like literally my last day to see my dad was Probably when I was mowing, I don't even know when prior to whatever it was, but what did COVID teach you in, in more perspective mode um, during the time, whether it's shutdowns, lockdowns, what you can, can't do. CDC says this, CDC says this, nobody knows what the hell is it. Mask, no mask, but you know, that's a topic, but 
<laughs> what is what did what did COVID teach you into perspective into life? So first of all, how's your dad? How's he doing? I wish I could say he's better. He's has his moments. Uh, okay. I'll definitely update you post recording. Oh yeah, of course. I hope I hope he does better. I'll be praying for him. We're we're, we're I'm enjoying every moment. I'll put it that way. You absolutely should. Yeah. Um, I think that that is something too that I agree with you enjoy every moment right so like with travel you know as soon as the restrictions were kind of lifted and I was able to travel um and after I was vaccinated and like taking the proper measures like when I come back to my family like my sister just had a baby three months ago so I have to be like very safe and like make sure I'm COVID tested before I go around the babies and stuff and around her um but as soon as those restrictions were lifted I was like traveling a lot more seeing a lot more things trying to get my feelers out there trying to get you know more clients trying to um you know see more just experience more than just being in my in my home which I love my home but like I tend to be a little bit of a hermit so I I enjoy to go out and see things and I find that like when I'm out like somewhere else I'll I'm more I guess I'm, I have more of a tendency to go do stuff and like when I'm here at my house like I won't even go outside I'm just like here in like a little hermit crab um but uh I like being pulled out of my comfort zone that is something that I I've, I've really liked um as resulting from covid secondly is like friendships I have reevaluated my friendships significantly and my boundaries surrounding any type of relationship whether that be like dating or even friends or mm -hmm. whatever the case might be like I have super strict boundaries now that people might think are harsh or they think they're that I'm crazy or whatever it is, but I'm like, no, like these are now my boundaries. I've set them for myself. This is what I'm comfortable with. If you don't like them, you don't have to spend time with me. You don't have to talk to me, but this is what they are. Well, I think in a, in a lot of people, you know, I grew up, my dad was a pastor and I grew up a pastor's kid. So we always, you know, we had that mentality of a pastor's kid, like, oh shit, here comes Mr. Conservative. He's, you know, well, don't do this. Don't do that. But I think, you know, besides, I think you have to, in a way, kind of set boundaries to to protect you in the long run. I mean, you just can't, unfortunately, now the world we live in, hell, there's so many crazy people out there. You just, God only, I mean, God only knows, but I know. I, I just think that's, unfortunately, I think that's honestly the best advice you could do and the best thing you could do just for yourself and for anyone, all the listeners out there is really set boundaries to really protect yourself from these crazy knuckleheads that's out here because mm -hmm. social media i mean it's easy to pull up your phone and make a profile and just make pictures and create pictures and steal pictures <laughs> and catfish in a way so i mean people steal my pictures a lot so well, like that's sure, absolutely that's definitely something that happens but like you know even like even for for dating for example like you know if somebody like if a guy like talks to me online and he's like do you want to go out tonight i'm like no i don't do first like for, I don't do same day dates. That's like one of my boundaries, one of my rules. And I feel like, you know, men that do that want this like instant gratification date. And regardless of whether they want to sleep with me or whatever it is, right. um, I just don't do that because like, I want to be asked out on a date. I want to have to, it to have intention behind it. I want it to be a date and not hanging out like all these things. I'm like, if I can, if I'm going to stop my day to go hang out, hang out with you, right. it needs to be a date and not like a <laughs> hangout. Like I'd rather Absolutely. go hang out with my girlfriends and hang out with a random dude. I don't know. So 
that's one of the things. And people are like, oh my God, that's so strict, whatever. I'm like, listen, I've been dating for like 15 years. Like I'm ready to just set those rules and boundaries. So that way, like they just weed themselves out. Like the people who don't want to be patient are like weeded out automatically. Absolutely. And you add to that, you know, it's, it's setting the expectations. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. practically letting Joe Doe, Joe, John Doe say, Hey, here's practically, here's my expectation. Yeah. Well, really be down, you know, send your ass down the road. That's about (laughs) as it's going to be. So, right. I I just think, uh, you know, in society itself, um, we live, you know, maybe not so much in a society that's more, not, well, obviously it's, it's controversial now they seems like, but it's more divisive and we set the expectations where we lower them because we want to impress. Well, I want to impress Stephanie because of X, Y, and Z. I want to impress Mike for X, Y, and Z or, or whoever the fuck they want to impress, you know, right. so I think and it's a sad because, you know, there's so many people have so much potential. They mm-hmm. lower the bar to get miss whoever to impress. And then miss, and let's just say, Mary Sue over here realizes Joe Doe over here is not who he says he is and blah, 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 blah. And their expectations, they realize that we're not going to mix. And then, then they realize that, you know, whatever they want to realize. So yeah, I think, I think that you're on to something. I mean, the expectation you can have, you have to set, not just for your personal life, but podcast, business, so on and so forth. Yeah. You have to have a business plan, right. For your podcast, for your LLC, like all those have business plans. So like, so does my dating life. Like mm-hmm. my dating life has a business plan and that may sound insane to some people, but like, I, that's how I like my life is to be structured. And that way I know exactly what I want and, you know, say like, say on my, I literally have written down like everything that I want in a man I've written it down and it's in my, the bedside table, um, in my bedroom. And, you know, like something that say, like someone comes along, that's like, you know, um, say they're like really short, right? Like the, 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 the whole thing with girls is like, Oh, girls won't date guys that are short. Well, being short is like not one of the things on my list. So if right. I get a hundred percent of the things on my list and the guy's five, nine, like, guess what? Like I need to accept that he's five, nine <laughs> because I didn't put it on the list. Right. So exactly. there's, there's things like that where like you check yourself too. You're like, Oh, like, um, you know, like. I didn't put this on my list. It's not that important to me. Like what is important if it, he, you could have, I mean, the universe is like so vast. You could literally say only wears purple shirts. Like you could literally say that, you know, I mean, that's not a thing you would do, but I could have put anything on that list and height wasn't one of them. Neither was age. So who knows? My, my, my husband could be like 22 right now or 50. I, I don't know. Well, and that's the best thing about life. And I think a lot of us take into exception to where we want results quick. Um, yeah. We want them literally, I want to find Miss Wright literally right yeah. now. Well, mm-hmm. no offense, you're in the middle of Walmart. There's so many of them. And no offense, dude, the, the chances of someone coming up to you say, I'm Miss Wright over here. Zero. It's, it's right. It's so never know, but well, well, true. Exactly. You never know. And <laughs> hell, they may come up to you like, Hey, God told me, or so-and-so told me that, uh, I miss right. Let's go get married. Okay. That's probably not what's going to happen. Never know. You never know. I, I've seen crazier things, but <laughs> no, I, I think that's perfect of, of how you said it or even how you're doing it. I think we all need a business plan and my boss, my day job boss, um, you're like, well, that makes no sense. Okay. My boss, I do have a day job. I promise. Yeah, that yeah. I know somebody's probably, that makes no sense. Um, so she asked me, why do you, why do you put yourself in surrounding people with 
predominantly older, not so much like, you know, I'm 33, not so much 65, 70, 50s, but older than me. Okay, you can be 34, whatever. I told her, I said, I don't limit, uh, I don't have a preference of how old, obviously under 18, you're out the door. Sorry. No, I mean, under 21, honestly. Like, I mean, 18, (laughs) you definitely ain't talking to you. And 33, probably no longer younger than 27. But the point is, I put myself around successful people mm-hmm. um, just because, like I told her, I said, I put myself around successful people, not so much millionaires, uh, not so much, you know, the CEO of Apple, but people that's own businesses, people that's successful, uh, so much, you know, graduated, maybe multiple degrees, so on and so forth. Because the mindset, and like you said, the expectation is in order to be successful, mm-hmm. I need to surround myself with successful people. Otherwise, if I want to be a bum, well, no offense to Oklahoma City, but just go downtown a few blocks from the Paycom Center and you're going to find some bums. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I get none of them are probably deserved. There may be some of them, but the point is setting the expectation, like you said, setting your boundaries, business plan. And that's like one of them. Um, you know, I surround myself with successful people and I do the same, try to find people on the podcast. Hey, you want interested coming on cool no okay cool no big deal <laughs> but at the same time it's people like in your aspect it's non-sports related which is cool no big deal at the same and time i can do sports by the way like we can definitely talk you about some astros i mean <laughs> i mean i'm very well versed in sports like people don't know that about me but if you if you're like an og like twitter person with me like y'all like they know like that i'm a sports person but but really like you know i i am a homer um so it's going to be mostly houston based but people know that about me too they know that i'm a homer <laughs> well i will say this i know you're a, I know you're an astros fan i'm a yankee guy um it's okay that's okay never been to new york don't ask me uh, i watched the yankees growing up well that's okay um, we accept you I in still- houston as a yankees fan well, I'm sure you guys do. You guys got our number. Um, <laughs> speaking of Houston, let's say your best friend comes down. Doesn't matter he or she comes from where. What's the what's your go to areas in Houston? Let's say they've never been to Houston. Yeah. Uh, hey, I recommend X, Y, and Z. Where are you? Where, what's the routine or where are you taking he or she uh, to? So it's funny you ask because like um, one of my friends came this past weekend and I was like, what can we do? That's super fun. And I took him to a place called Moody Gardens. It's in Galveston, which is about 45 minutes. It's like um, on the Gulf of Mexico. So it's like our beach, essentially. I mean, it's mud. It's not even sand, but it's mainly mud on that beach. Um, But they've got this really cool concept there that is a man-made rainforest and aquarium. And you walk into this giant pyramid and it's legitimately like set up like a rainforest. Like it smells like animals in there like you know it's not mm-hmm. pleasant and but it's in it's humid like a rainforest it's like a jungle and like there's literally like just monkeys chilling like hanging out there's birds flying everywhere it's just like a free-for-all like and of course like the ocelot is enclosed like they don't just have a fucking ocelot like <laughs> running around but like there's exhibits like there's fruit bats and bi- vampire bats and a boa and like all these other really cool things. And so I took him to that and that, like as an animal lover um, and a nature lover, like that is a really fun activity. Plus there's great seafood down there. So we went, we went to this like killer place 
first seafood. Um, and then we actually went out to the hill country and we rented this like little, it's called a getaway cabin. It's like, they're all over the country actually. Um, but they just do like a, it's like a little trailer and it's like a tiny house sort of looking thing. And they give you like a fire pit and like a picnic table and two picnic chairs. And it's like super chill. And so our hill country is like, I mean, it's so beautiful, like out when you're driving from Houston, like to, out to Austin, it's just, it's super, super pretty, very scenic. Um, you know, you don't get like the hills or like the mountains that you would like in somewhere that's not so flat. I mean, being Oklahoma City, you understand what I'm saying. Unfortunately. Um, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the cows and the ponies and the animals along the way. And it's just like the sun shining. And it's like just a very being one with nature type of vibe and you play the country music. And if you drink, you crack open a beer, you roast some s'mores. Like it's just like a really cool, a cool vibe. Um, so that's kind of like what we did, but there's others, there's so much stuff in Houston. I mean, like we're a melting pot of different cultures. We've got a lot going on here besides sports. Um, but sports is a great, is a, is a great asset. Uh, you know, I, I was a, a season ticket holder for the Texans for, like 10 years, almost 10 years. And, um, I gave them up. <laughs> so, you know, whatever I couldn't, I couldn't go. My dad and I would go together and we were just like, we can't go anymore. Like it, like it hurts my soul to go sit there right now. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I can knock my microphone over my, my Sunday. My Sunday is so much better now that I don't watch football. Like it's like, it's crazy or Texans football specifically. Um, and then my dad, uh, my dad and my mom had rocket season tickets, they had four. Mm -hmm. And so we would, we would be going to rockets games all the time. Like, and at the end there, like we couldn't even give them away. Like we were like, do you want tickets for free? And they were like, nah, we're good. And I'm like, damn. So, you know, we, we try to support, we try to support our city as much as we can, but I love taking people to baseball games. I think that's super fun. Um, our, our ballpark is like really cool, I think. Um, and so that's like another fun activity, but our, I think restaurant wise, we're like the number one or like number two city in the nation. I don't know if this is like a correct stat anymore, but we're the number one or number two where people go out to eat every night. And so we have a whole slew of like really fucking amazing restaurants. So I would say there's a lot of that, a lot of eating and a lot of not so much like hiking or whatever, or like outside activities, but there's a lot of stuff to go do. Kind of go into the Texans. <laughs> oh my God, please. No. <laughs> What's up? Tell there's me. One player that I do respect, JJ Watt. What was your kind of reaction once he left the Texans and was it a real... Yes. I know, Bob, I'm sure it was shell shock to a lot. I know it was to me because you expected, you know, Watt to be a Texan practically from the beginning to the end. But were you a little surprised or what was the city like after he left? I know he was really big in the community. So he was really big in the community, but like low key, <laughs> low key, we don't really know. So he was like a, a like he spearheaded this campaign to raise money to relieve the city of Houston when we went through this hurricane a couple of years ago. And like, honestly, we don't really know where all that money went. And I'm not accusing him right, anything, course, by right. any means. I don't, I don't fucking know. Maybe it's being put to good use. I don't know, but we never heard anything from it. We, we raised all this money and we're like, where did it like, 
who is it? We never heard on the news, like, right. this is where the money's going. Like, we never heard back. So there was no kind of like communication after that, which I thought was weird. But at the time it was like, oh my God, JJ Watson, angel, he's a saint. He's this, he's that. I listen, after he got injured, I think it was like, I want to say 2018. I can't remember when he got the last time he, he was out for the season, but like when I, when I was like actively going, I must've been 2018, but I just felt, I was like, I really feel like this guy is just kind of done. Like, I feel like he's done and he's an amazing player. Like, don't get me wrong, but after, after the absolute demolition of our team by Bill O'Brien, who literally is Satan, if you're listening ever, Bill O'Brien, you're Satan. Um, he like demolished our fucking team yes, he did. Yep. and he had a personal problem with DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. And so he sent him packing, which to me was like the end of the era. That's what, that's what took the wind out of my sails. Not JJ Watt was Hopkins because to me, Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league. He's an amazing fucking player. Um, personally, he's a little out there. Like, I'll say that, like he's, I've definitely heard some whack job stories about him from my friends, but, um, but he's a great receiver. And so when he left, I was like, we fucked up. And then when I heard JJ was going to the Cardinals, I was like, we double fucked up. Cause I knew why he was going there is because of DeAndre. So like, I mean, you know, other factors, but like mainly, and then the scandal with Deshaun Watson happened. And I was like, "Ah, I could have probably guessed that was going to happen because Deshaun is like known for womanizing and like a lot of people talk about that like behind the scenes like low-key people do talk about him like that so I knew after that I was just like man I was like I just like all these amazing like players and for me the golden era of the Texans which was like mm, 2015 16 somewhere around there like I just remember like we had a lot of really talented um Um, players and we had you know like even though people like hated on Matt Schaub they hated on Gary Kubiak or whatever like Kubiak left and then won a fucking champion championship with Wade Phillips like the second they left I'm like so to me that says that there's something wrong like here and not with Wade and Gary right so it's like I don't know I I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be so different with Bill O'Brien. He came in, he took the names off of the helmets during practice, you know, he took the logo off. So it was like all uniform. It's going to be so different now, you know, coming from Penn state, blah, 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 blah. And it just like went down the fucking toilet. Like it literally went nowhere. It was horrible. Like we had so much fucking potential. I remember being at this game and Deshaun's like, you know, like we score on like, you know, the first drive. And I'm just like, this is it. This is it. We're going to get somewhere this season. And it's just like, it's like someone flush the damn toilet like i don't know so to me i'm fine with jj leaving um i heard he got injured like a couple weeks ago or whatever it was which i'm so sorry and i hope he recovers quickly but like to me i'm not suffering that jj is gone because we don't have anything like you can't win a team on defense like you can't win on a team with just defense like so if he's gone and we have no receiver and we have no quarterback then i don't really give a shit like i don't give a shit if you're a good you know defensive tackle or whatever he is i forgot what his position is but like yeah so that's kind of my take on it i'm fine with him not being here <laughs> tell it like it is right you asked my opinion that's what i like it's the 100 i always say i think it's on the on the bio of the 
podcasting 100 you know <laughs> yeah it's you got you got the real you got the real opinions over here so hey I, i'll be glad to I'll, I'll be glad to share them as well of course so yeah. you got the rockets you got the um texans you got the astros and i think there's a soccer team but i personally don't watch soccer so yeah i, I don't either but they're called the dynamo okay i was gonna say i don't even know what they were called so that tells you my soccer knowledge is <laughs> yeah, um that's okay but um out of three major sports, no offense to the soccer team, but uh, out of three major sports, which one would you prefer? Which one do you prefer better, uh, rather go in person um, out of those three? I think it just depends, like, if it's playoffs, mm-hmm. is it regular season? Like, so regular season game, like, Rockets is always a good time. Like, it's it's always a pretty good party. It's, like, nice to go. It's, like, easy to get there relatively easy to park <clears throat> but like for playoffs it's like 100 baseball 200 baseball it's super fucking fun everybody gets so into it but it's hell to get to like parking's a bitch like getting downtown is a bitch like it's like people can attest this like it's you're, you're like can i hitch a ride like it's just so annoying to try to get in and out of there um but like and i'm going by the whole experience right oh, like course, not absolutely. just not just you know the driving part and the parking is also very critical to me but texans like when you go to a texans game it's super far for me anyways and like you have to if you don't have really good parking like like i did with my dad like you have to walk like a mile to get to the stadium you know it's like it's like a it takes all your energy for a Sunday. So if you go to the game, you can't plan anything later. You're just like, I'm done for today. There's a Texans game and that's what I'm doing. And like, then I have to go home and rest because I'm absolutely so tired from all of that. And also exhausted from watching them lose for like three hours. (laughs) So (laughs) that's really draining. Okay. It's very draining to me. Um, So yeah, I would say playoff baseball for sure. And then regular season, definitely the Rockets. I would go with that, you know, Oklahoma City, you know, we don't have much besides the Thunder. And right now, you know, I think they're pretty much non-existent. But, no, you know, no pun intended. But, of course, losing the Texans, obviously, in this kind of same boat as the Thunder here in Oklahoma City. Just <laughs> going through the motions, what have you. What challenges, going back to you and your podcast and just your life in general, what challenges ha- have you had to face that uh, overcame and made you the person that you are? And obviously, you know, there's always people like, well, I'm not fully where I'm at. I, I totally get that. Um, oh no do you mean like with the podcast exactly. or like in just general? in general what kind of challenges <clears throat> excuse me um, so many so, that you overcame and that you were glad I mean, how for. much time do you have mike like honestly the challenges hey, that I've had, <laughs> the challenge the challenges that i've had are so fucking many i right. like can't even i mean for starters i grew up very sheltered and i i like i mean this with the utmost respect to my parents but they they really sheltered me like i legitimately went out to spread my wings in the world thinking that everybody is going to be like willy wonka in the chocolate factory right. like and just provide me with warmth and love and hugs and candy and really like i got out there and everyone's like this energy vampire and trying to like steal my energy and like take advantage of me and walk all over me and so that was something i really struggled with um <clears throat> growing up up was like, and I still honestly, still to this day, like it happened to me yeah. this week. I still believe in the good in people. And that bites me in the ass, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. 
Um, so that is something that I'm still working on. And I would say, um, you know, my adversity with, with chronic pain is something that like I deal with every day. People don't know about it because like, I may talk about it every once in a while, but people don't know that I'm in pain 24 seven. Like even when I go to sleep at night and I try to roll over in the middle of the night, I'm like, ah, ah, like I'm like 85 years old, like a, like an old ass lady trying to roll around in bed because my back pain. Right. Um, last week I went to physiotherapy and they had me on this like traction thing to expand my, my lower back. Mm -hmm. And when they got me back up, like my muscles tensed back up so bad that I started just like, and I don't, I don't cry like, like that. Like I, but I just like exploded crying. I was like, (gasps) like, just like that, like crying, like almost hyperventilating. And they had to like, hold me because I was in pain, so much pain. So chronic pain is definitely something I struggle with. And I I try to like share a little bit about that and be vulnerable with it. Cause I know a lot of people do go through that. Um, I used to go lift at the gym. I used to be like posting videos of me at the gym every day, being super consistent. And like, now I can't lift anything. I literally can't bend forward period. Like I have to squat to pick up anything. I can't bend anymore. So like, that's a whole other, that's a whole other problem. Um, and then I would say, you know, not believing in myself. So like not believing in the power that I have, um, to manifest things for myself, to like create and hold space for myself. Like I didn't know that I had that power until like literally a couple months ago where I like literally said to myself, this is what I want. And then I got some of it. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I just have to ask like that. Okay, cool. And then it happened again today was something I asked for in like September. And I, I even told like five of my friends, I was like, I want this. And they were like, okay, do this, this, and this. And I was like, that's not working. So I like kind of gave up on it, but it was always in the back of my mind. And then today it happened. And I was like, okay, well, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? So on my Instagram, I just put up this big post about manifestation. Um, and it's like the truest thing, but you have to go about it the right way. So those would be the three top ones for me. I like it. I think, you know, it's <clears throat> a lot of people always, you know, have different, obviously challenges. And, and that's, I think the best part, you know, at least of us, we all have different stories. We, you know, you brought that up um, when it comes to like, not so much, you know, believing yourself, but knowing that you can get the job done, so to speak. When it comes to negativity, um, regardless if it's in person or you got these trolls that's on social media, how do- I'm rolling my eyes. Oh, I know. I, I get I get a few of them as well. Um, and it's pretty entertaining, but it's annoying as well. Um, <clears throat> what do how do you handle negativity, first off? And then when it comes to social media, when you get Joe Doe jackass that wants to feel the need to make a fake account as uh. mom's basement tweeting at you. How do you handle all that uh, negativity, both in person and then also uh, on this lovely social media that we have? So most of the negativity I've had has been, um, online and cause nobody ever has like the balls to say anything to me in person. Amen to that one. Um, but I did go through <clears throat> a time when I was doing MMA where I was like severely bullied. And I talk about this, like on my first podcast mm-hmm. episode, um, with Megan O'Levy, she's the broadcast journalist for UFC and she does NFL on Fox as well. And I told her, I was like, I straight up had to leave because at the time I couldn't handle what they were saying about me. Like they were making comments about my body. Right. They would, they would say stuff like I was racist. I was like, no, like, (laughs) have y'all seen my ex-boyfriends? Like I'm not racist in any sort of way. Like, so 
it's just, and plus like I'm a first generation American and like my dad is Middle Eastern. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I am not a racist in any sort of way. So when people say things about me that aren't true, that really bugs me because I feel the need. I need to like defend myself and, and validate, like I have to, you know, validate myself and give all these explanations. Like, do I need to do that? No, I don't need to do, I don't owe that to anybody. The only people I owe that to are people I care about and love. And if somebody who like genuinely cares, wants to ask me a, a question, they can DM me and they can ask me any fucking thing that they want within reason. And okay. I will answer their question. No problem. But like, I will not have anybody slander my name. That's just not going to happen. But I think for me now, the way that I handle it is so different because now I have more positive body image. I know that I am more than just my body, my physical body or like my face. Um, and I know that I'm intelligent. I know that I can, I have bring a lot you know, to the table, I don't feel the need to like explain that I can buy that table. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think now I either ignore, I block immediately or I just, or, you know, or I'll say something really nice back and I'll just be like, I'm so sorry. You're having a bad day. Like, just like disarm them. And they're like, Oh, you're actually so nice. Like I didn't know. And I'm like, exactly. Don't fucking talk shit. But what I can't do. Oh my gosh. You know what drives me insane though? is like when someone talks shit about another woman, like when somebody, if someone I follow on Twitter has a man talk to her in like an ugly ass way, I can't hold back. My, like I I see red, like I can't do it. I can't turn the other cheek. I can't block. I just have to go in. I go in and I just rip their fucking throat out because I can't stand it. If you want to talk shit about me, do it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. If you don't talk shit about my friends, don't do it. That's the only thing. So yeah, that's, I think probably that's one of my pitfalls is like, I tend to defend people like too much, but I know it's not my fight to fight, but I can't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And, but you know, the, the sad part is, is nowadays we don't, there's not enough, you know, you don't see enough to people coming to defense. I'm not asking for some random ass person to come to my Twitter defense and be like, oh no, this dude's cool. I don't know you from Adam, but I appreciate you, you know, backing me up, I guess, or whatever. But you know, nowadays, and, and I apologize for that, we don't see, especially and kind of gonna lead to that, is um, we don't see people at all defending, especially when it comes to guys practically letting whatever woman he's talking to have it, so to speak. One no thing I always tell people, I don't care if the woman um I know her, I don't know her, whether girls, if it's Twitter or um, any other social media platform, if if I'm going to see, like you said, if I'm going to see that, it's red. It, I don't care the thing. I just think there's, there's a level of respect. And as my dad would always say growing up, you can yell at me. I really don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't. But when you start really treating women horribly, that's that's a drawing card. And I think that's unfortunately this the world, you know, unfortunately we live in and kind of a topic that's not really discussed much. I know the next guest here in the next 30, whatever all minutes, but it's coming on. But when it comes to, <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to not so much sexual abuse, but domestic abuse, just put it that way. Why isn't it, especially in sports athletes, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to single a few out. There's one I can really single out, but 
why is it that we have Tyreek Hill? Why is it that we have <laughs> that we got sports athletes and or in general, what from your opinion, from a woman's standpoint, I put it that way. Why is it that the punishment isn't more harsh? Not so much. I'm not asking for jail time, even though he should have, but I'm not asking for you know life in prison, but at the same time, regardless if it means banned from the league or X amount of years, maybe not you know forever, but he's got to spend some. Why is it we just act like it's a normal thing that men abuse um, women and it's just perfectly fine, whether it's verbal I mean, or physical? Let me put it on a smaller scale for you. Right. Like the fact that Aaron Rodgers is getting a pass, yep. like after all of this COVID, like mm-hmm. lying about the vaccination stuff, that is on a smaller scale. Like why we give everyone that's an athlete Absolutely. a pass. Absolutely. Because like if they perform if they make money, if they're famous, like they get more of a pass and cancel culture is very toxic. And I know that. Um, so for people that are falsely accused, like it can be very, you know, very disturbing and very hard for them. But like, for the most part, like the, 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 when I've seen pro athletes, and the destruction that they cause, not necessarily all physical abuse, Absolutely even right. even just like <laughs> mental or emotional abuse or cheating, like they all just fucking get a pass. And it's like, I was talking to one of my friends who's in the NFL mm-hmm. and we, him and I dated probably like mm, eight years ago, I want to say. And right. like we, like he was going through a separation at the time. And then when he got back together with his wife, he like forgot to tell me. Oh. forgot forgot so the wife finds out about that he and I had dated and like freaks out and of course like he probably I don't know what he had told her but it was like this whole fiasco and all the Texans wives were like trying to come at me on my Instagram account and I was just like I did not know that they got back together like stop you know it's like but it was his fault but like everybody was pointing a finger at me so why is that why were they all pointing a finger at me? Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty, because, you know, right. I'm, I'm ran, like, I'm not some like random, like bimbo or whatever. I, I, I love football. Like, I'm not just there to like pick up a dude. It just so happened that he slid into my Twitter DMS one day and we hit right. it off. Like, that's how, that, how, how that happened. But I literally talked to him two nights ago and he's, he's playing for a different team now. And I told him, I was like, I understand, you know, I was like, you have so many things thrown at you at one time and people just give you whatever you want. And so you don't even have time to think about your actions. You just go, you just fucking go, you go, you go with the actions. Mm -hmm. You never have time to like chill and think about anything at all because so many things are being thrown at you. And he's like, I'm shocked that you like see it that way. Nobody understands that, you know? And I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's cool. I'm not saying what you did was cool. He's like, no, no. He's like, I totally fucked up with you. Like, I know I did. And he's divorced now, by the way. And like, um, FYI guys, um, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, exactly. Um, they're divorced. (laughs) obviously, but like, you know, he's like, I can't believe you as a woman, you have that perspective. And I'm like, well, it's taking me a long time to come to the understanding that like some people just choose not to pay attention to their faults. And I think that that happens with athletes a lot and I'm not excusing their, their abuse. This is absolutely the most serious thing because, and and I'll tell you, it's very personal to me because my abuser just got out of prison like a mm-hmm. couple, like couple weeks ago. So it's very personal to me. 
Um, but I think that they just think they're untouchable and like, and the reason why is because they they treat them like they're untouchable. So, and then you have, you know, the few and far between that do get caught and have to go to prison because they fucking murdered someone and they can't take it and they take their own life. Like, you know who I'm talking about, but it's just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, they can't handle it. They, they like being in prison for them is like death. Like yep. that is worse than death. So to them, like dying is like mm-hmm. the only option because they don't want, they don't want to live in a reality where they're not handed everything exactly. to them and they don't have to like be the responsible for you know, their actions. So that's the reason why, like, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a broken fucking system. Like today I called the non-emergency number because my ex abuser Mm -hmm. is trying to make unwanted contact with me again. And he just called me right. Like right now, when we're talking, I, I, he called me from fake numbers all the Mm -hmm. time. And so, and I, like, I literally spent three or four hours today trying to get in touch with someone to file this report Right. And I can't, oh, you need to call this number. Oh, you need to call this number. Actually, you need to call this number. Like all I wanted to do was say, here's my case number. I know I don't have enough for like a restraining order, protective order, but I want to keep everything documented. That's all I really wanted to do. And I cannot, I literally could not find one person to make that report with, like, just to let you know, it's so hard. So unless you get your fucking face beaten in, Mm -hmm. then there's not even, and sometimes even then, like my friend just had this happen to her where she got, she has bruises all over her arms and stuff, but the guy's a cop. And so like when the cops came, they were like trying to blame her. Like, so, you know, it's like, there's so many things that go into it and it's different in every state. You know, I think in California, it might be taken more seriously than here in Texas. I don't know, but it depends. Like they're, you know, so I, I make fun of California for a lot of things because they're so liberal over there. <laughs> yes, but when it comes to like law enforcement, I feel like they probably do a better job with DV mm-hmm. than they do here in Texas. Like, I'm sorry to say. So I don't know. Well, here it's, it's a very bad stigma. Well, first off, you know, um, I'm sorry you're going through that. Oh, thank you. And hopefully I hope you can get some answers out of that. I know that's. Uh, yeah. Waiting on that call. Um, yeah and hopefully you know lord willing that will be sooner than later and uh, hopefully you can get some answers and and resolved and um you know and that's for anybody that's just listening if you're going through stuff i mean obviously i can't you know help make the law enforcement do what they need to do no but don't don't give up don't give up keep like make sure you make that report if you have to go march in there and do it in person like i'm going to do make sure you report it because as if there's a track record, um, that is what is going to save you. Like, you know, if he shows up here, I've got my ring cameras, you know, set up and like ready. Like when we were dating before I didn't have any cameras, so I couldn't like prove right. that he was coming to my house. Um, so yeah, but, and, and it, it was great because when he was in prison, I was like, I don't have to worry. This is great. And then his email was like, I saw you at the Astros game. And I'm like, cool. So yeah, it's scary. It's really scary. Wow. Yep. Well, I'm sorry from you know. No, but don't. It's okay. Like well, I know. I I'm sorry. Thing. I'm sorry for him because he's he's gonna have another well, thing absolutely. coming. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he's gonna exactly. have another thing coming to him. And rightfully so. I mean, <clears throat> I don't condone um, any of that, and let alone and all the listeners out there. I mean, like Stephanie said, obviously don't give up and 
in this margin, because unfortunately, I think a lot of men and women, both sides, you see predominantly more in women, but it can you know, happen. But sure, it's happened, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know many, but it, it can go both ways. If you're in a domestic mm-hmm. abuse or domestic uh, relationship, obviously find a way to get out, seek your um, help. And, and First of all, recognize that it's abusive. Yeah. That's your number one step because so many people don't recognize that they're in this pattern of abuse because it's super high highs and then super low lows. So like my best friend, she was almost killed by her abuser and she stayed in the relationship forever. And people were like, she's so fucking stupid. And I'm like, you're literally brainwashed at that point. Like you, it's like Stockholm syndrome, like where, you know, have you heard of Stockholm syndrome? It's like, yeah. So it's Stockholm syndrome. Like where basically say you're you, you know, your captor, like you basically mm-hmm. fall in love with your captor and you don't want to leave them or you, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to report them. I don't want to make it a big deal yeah. or whatever. And it's like kind of the same thing that happened, um, with this beautiful young girl who was murdered, um, allegedly by her boyfriend who then mm-hmm. killed himself allegedly. Um, what was her name? Um, the, the couple they're just, Oh, Gabby Petito. Gabby that was Petito. her name. Mm-hmm. I and personally he was, think he's still alive, but whatever. You think he's still alive? I still think he is. Oh, well, they confirmed that they were his but they finally Because I thought that was a little quick, quick. I mean, but if they can already confirm that, that's obviously, obviously him. I thought I saw it first, not to change the subject. I just thought it was a little interesting. It was a quick find. And then. I think uh, that the parents got immunity for yeah. divulging some stuff, but that whole thing is. Insane. That was bizarre, but yeah. But they, but she even said, I don't want to press charges. I don't want to, but she, it's, it's Stockholm's own syndrome, right? She doesn't want to admit that she's in this abusive relationship. And because she was so young, she didn't know that she didn't have the tools in her arsenal. And right. so that's why I spend so much time trying to arm people with what they need because mm-hmm. I didn't have the tools. Like I myself, sorry, I myself didn't have the tools to like back when I was in this relationship, like I didn't know what a narcissist was and I didn't know the manipulation that he could he could cause like I didn't know all that so I made a podcast on it and I had a former a former narcissist like a hardcore former narcissist come and speak to me and like tell me about like how to recognize a narcissist and how to get out of a relationship with a narcissist and you know the things that he the types of narcissism that there are and like all these things Mm -hmm. and that's episodes two and three if anyone's listening that they want to go check out um it's like part one and two but it's you know it's very um sticky it's like a very sticky Mm -hmm. it's like being stuck in a trap and you have no idea how to get out but yes i mean absolutely like even reach out to a trusted friend and just be like hey i don't know if i'm in a in an abusive relationship or not like even if it's just questioning it like that's the first step to me i know we're running out of time i will kind of keep it short um on our last few questions but you know, we, we talk about that and it's a serious matter and don't want to end up showing a bad note, but it's at the same time, it's reality as no. well. 2020, of course, COVID, you know, the, the mask, the mask mandate, regardless if you like them or not, it's part of how life is now. The masks, the six feet rule, the you can't go here, but you can go here, whatever. This, I'm, I'm not here to argue any of that, but the mask thing and everything else. Um, what, for the people that's in these relationships, and obviously with the mask, we can't see the full expression. Um, to anyone that's in that and we can't really see their full expression, what's the best advice that we can somehow acknowledge? Like he or she's asking, like, maybe it's the eyes movement or something that maybe 
hey, I'm trying to get your help, but obviously you can't. There's a hand signal. Yeah, a hand. There's yeah. a hand signal and um, you can Google it. So if people are listening and not seeing this, um, but it's actually like you put the thumb on the top of your index finger and squeeze mm-hmm. like you're making a fist and you open up your palm again. So you do that a couple of times. And apparently that is like the sign for that. You need help and you're in an abusive situation. Um, you it's apparently all over TikTok. Mm-hmm. I just saw it. So, um, I shared it recently on my story, but there is like now a universal sign. So make yourself aware yeah. of it. There you go, guys. On a good note though, yeah. uh, Stephanie, a few last questions for you. When you're not, uh, busy with work or podcasting, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I like to sleep in my bed. Um, it's amazing. It's the best place ever. I do like to travel a lot. Um, I love, like I told you before, I just, I really enjoy getting out of Houston and traveling, but the number one thing I love to do is spend time with my nephews. They're going to be, one's going to be three this weekend, but the other one's three months and they are like, I don't have kids. So like for me, they're like surrogate kids and they're like literally so amazing. And I just, I'm so freaking blessed to have them. So and I just didn't realize I don't pay attention much to NBA much, but the Rockets are in Oklahoma City, just so you know. Uh, are they? Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't know that. So there we go. Um, but uh, where, last final question where all have you been um, traveling? Recently? Have you ever been out of the country? Oh yeah. 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 Um, so I told you I was a first generation American, wow. right? So like, mm-hmm. uh, my mama's side is from Italy and then my dad's side is from Egypt. So I've been nice. to Egypt. I've been to Italy. We have, we, um, some of the Egyptian family moved to France. So I've been there. I've been all over like Scandinavia, Greece, um, England. My mom was raised in England, South America, Mexico, Alaska, Canada, like, um, I've been to Bali. Um, I've been to Hong Kong, um, Russia. I've, I, the only place I really, I really haven't been like that. I want, I want to go back to the far East for sure. Like I want to do Thailand, Singapore, you know, Australia, New Zealand, like all of that over there. And then my bucket list is like South Africa for safari type stuff. And then Bora Bora with, I don't know, like some person that can help me afford that dream, um, preferably over seeing this, like, you know, just like one of those huts, mm-hmm. like on the water, Absolutely. like that would be the ultimate freaking dream. Just like living in a bikini for maybe a week or two. <laughs> so yeah, that would be like my, my bucket list for sure. But I I've extensively traveled. Um, thank, thanks a lot to my family. They were very big on traveling and showing us the world when, we, when my sister and I were younger and I'm you know, I'm so happy that I had that opportunity because it taught me, it taught me so much about, you know, life, um, that I wouldn't have otherwise known and put, made me a culture, more cultured person. Yeah. Last thing is last. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I was supposed to go to Canada last year, but COVID kind of took care of that, but hopefully here in the soon, in the near future, but last question, I promise this one. Um, I don't care. It's fine. Any plan for any plans for Thanksgiving for next week? Yeah, I'm going to eat my fucking face off. That's my plan. <laughs> Your favorite Thanksgiving food. Oh, my God. That's hard. Okay. It is. Favorite exactly. Thanksgiving food. Wow. Wow. This is hard. I'm going to have to say, so my my brother-in-law, his family makes these sweet potatoes, and they have these, like, candied pecans and marshmallows baked on top. And they're so good. <laughs> They're so amazing. They make me want to cry. They're more of a dessert because they're so sweet, but that's probably like one of my 
favorite. I also love cranberry sauce, like homemade cranberry sauce. That mm. is like so fire. People like anything with sauce, people, you know, disregard sauces as right. a major food group. No, not me. Like I love all sauce and cranberry sauce to me makes Thanksgiving. You have to have it. <laughs> cranberry sauce. I'm, I like the can. I should say, rephrase this. I like if you know how to make it homemade. Uh, yeah. If, if I've had it to where mm, I'll eat it, but I'm not going to tell you. No. But the can is no. not bad if, if need be. But I'm, I'm just ready. I mean, I've lost a lot more weight than it shows, obviously, from here on up. But you look at it. I like to eat. Um, I like to eat. But at the same time, I think Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think the best time of the year to eat. Now, yeah. from, from May to uh, August, no, nah, I'll just eat sandwiches and call me done. I'm good on that. But, but other than that, that's that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great time to be with family. But for me, like, I can't sit down and have like that full Thanksgiving right. meal in one sitting. I kind of have to break it up. Like, I'll have a small portion and then I'll have a small portion like in a couple hours later and then a small portion a couple hours later. And I always make sure like if I want to have dessert, I actually mm -hmm. eat it like either first or like right up next to the main course. Cause like the protein balances your insulin for the sugar intake. That's like my secret for Thanksgiving for those that are trying to watch their weight is like have everything right. in moderation. Um, but also like when you're having your, your sweets, make sure there's a protein so it can like balance out and then it doesn't count. Just kidding. It does count, but it's better. <laughs> right. And, um, uh... With that, I really don't want to end the podcast, but I do know. Uh, Aww. It's, I know. Well, um, I'll come back on whenever. Hey, we'll we gotta, set up a, a part two. Yeah, yeah. we got to set up a part two. We can really we can really dive deep. I can give you some major tea on like um, athletes around here too. So. <laughs> Hot take right there. Yes, I can. I can. We'll see what December looks like for you. I know yeah. Thanksgiving or near Thanksgiving. Fuck, I don't know what day it is, but um no it, it, this was fun and i know yeah. i'll make sure i know the, the the next guest um respectfully had a, her schedule booked last week so we kind of had to rearrange things but nonetheless it was fun but i'll make sure that the next one was like maybe two hours. if people can listen for two hours hell i'm sure we can probably talk for two hours but yeah. definitely talk all kinds of stuff but stephanie uh again so much for having you on Thank and you. Uh, where can they find you on all social medias and your podcasts Sure. So the podcast is the luxury dropout and it's streaming on all available audio platforms as well as YouTube. And then at Stephanie Joplin is my screen name, honestly, everywhere except for TikTok, where it's real Stephanie Joplin. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Stephanie Joplin. So come, come say hi. <laughs> all the information on the description of the podcast, once it gets dropped, tonight or tomorrow more than likely tomorrow so yeah perfect I, I was so fun thank you so much oh absolutely a lot better i will be honest uh i was a little nervous just straight why up. don't be nervous. i don't know why it's it's not my first rodeo and uh but hey it was fun i enjoyed it definitely learned yeah. a lot and uh part two guys will be here sometime in the next few weeks yeah and like hopefully i know people are just hesitant to like say you know just tweet and be like i want to hear about this but like for real like just ask yeah, whatever exactly. like i will totally answer any questions like I, sometimes i won't be able to name names but like i'll definitely right. tell you what's up <laughs> i got some down low i used to work for a ballpark and uh, i know some players as well so i'm sure the next part too we can it'll be a little yeah like for example like 
married Astros players in my DMs. Like that's a little teaser. So there you go. <laughs> hey guys, we got to wait for a few weeks, but let's digest Thanksgiving. But uh, yeah, right. I know. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. They were all rejected brutally, brutally rebuffed everybody. Okay. Just FYI. <laughs> I'm not a homewrecker. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Don't take any. <laughs> no, that would be. I'm looking forward, not just to that, but having you back on. Um, yeah, same. Be fun. For sure. Let's stay in touch and you just let me know. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Stephanie Joplin. Don't get confused with Joplin, Missouri. And uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> a buddy of mine asked me, he's like, Joplin, like Missouri. I'm like, it's my middle name. It's actually yes. my adopted grandfather's last name. He was American. Right. So, like, he was my step grandfather. And that's why it's so American sounding, but like nobody can pronounce my last name. So we just go by Joplin. Hey, I like that. Cause I'm going to probably butcher your last name. So <laughs> Joplin would be good. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Definitely Joplin ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the area attack podcast, all major po- podcast platforms and uh, have a wonderful, no, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, Stephanie. You too, Mike. Will do guys. Uh, final episode of the week. And then before the Thanksgiving. So if you're listening, happy Thanksgiving. Take care, Stephanie. Okay, you too. Bye.